Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another installment of the Weird Things Podcast. I know, it feels like the last one just came out yesterday. We're just <laughs> rushing these out. It's just a madcap pace. It feels like we're just always in front of these microphones producing these podcasts. What can I say? We love you, and we just can't stop ourselves. It's the number one complaint I get, is they're coming out too fast. There's too many of them. (laughs) Slow it down, boys. Let us savor the flavor. Way to saturate the market, jerks. Wait, my iTunes is backing up. Um, You know, what's what's interesting is there was a... uh, uh, I think it was Merlin Mann said something, which which was pretty funny, and he talked about how... He would get more Twitter followers, followers if he didn't post anything. <laughs> when he started posting stuff, people would drop off, right? Because for you know they liked the idea, and then sometimes people didn't understand what it was about, and then they would they would unfollow him. And I kind of feel that because I look at the numbers for our podcast, and this thing's it's really really growing, and I'm afraid to do more because I'm like I'm happy with the growth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't know this was. Three jackasses saying what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They'll start. You know, if we start doing too many of these. People are like, wait, it's like the same thing every time. They're just idiots. Oh, uh, so. seriously, that is like almost for one of every four communications that I get for eye tricks or weird things or or NSFW. It'll end one out of every four times with. And by the way, just stop screwing around. Do another weird things podcast. Okay, yes. okay, yes. Chachi, come on. Get back in front of the mic. No, I do. I, I, I do get those letters as well. Uh, people seem to dig the weird things in spite yeah. of our efforts. So <laughs> here's here's the, the deal, kiddies, is we are trying to work out a way to be able to do this on a much more regular basis. Yeah. Weird stuff. We're trying to figure it out. We think we've got an, we think we can schedule it and make it happen. So if, we make By the way, if you're that. if you're there in the room with us, right as we say on a much more regular basis we're, we're like touching our nose or making some kind of weird Wink. gesture i'm so like, making really 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 big quotation signs yeah. right now <laughs> what for for more more often yeah like for more, for more often yeah and you can audibly hear the wind move while i wink so one one of the things we, we're excited about we've done a couple of now and you know one was just for laughs one was for serious and uh, well, actually, two were serious, and one was for last. Is doing these live expeditions where we actually yeah. go out and try and track down rumors and legends and weird stuff. And we've got a lot more planned that we want to do. And you know, we're still trying to figure out the shape of these things. But if you haven't checked it out, we did a hunt where we tried to track down the story behind a local legend of the Night Creeper, which was a shopping mall near us where strange things were seen at night. We we found out, you know, we went online, we did a search to look for local weird stuff, and this was one of the things that kept coming up over and over again was sightings of something that didn't quite feel like necessarily it was a ghost story. Some people said it was ghosts. Some people said it was something else. And so we wanted to do an investigation to find out what it was. And we went in kind of with a, I would say, a little bit of a prejudice towards you know, thinking and one, we, we, we tend to be naturalists and think these things are natural. And we kind of had an idea of what it might have been, although we actually realized that um, we never proved conclusively our skeptical theory of what it actually was. So well, we definitely proved that it was very likely something corporeal, like not not, you know, a ghost. Yeah. 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 No, that's well, I, I, I would say yes. But then other people I get I get email from people who are like, uh, you know, basically what we did is we. We, we thought that perhaps it could be some sort of animal. Now, since the mall was on, the mall is 
right has this canal that dead ends it that, that shoots straight yeah. out to the well, well, should we should we should we set up what happened what, what the findings were for people who may have not watched the well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that i'm okay. getting I'm, I'm laying the stage so okay. i'm saying the mall is located near this canal okay that goes straight out to the everglades and so when weird stuff happens you look around to see what's around you if you get crop circles you want to find out what time of year did the kids let out and did the kids go do it is there a high school nearby things like that here when you hear about people seeing strange things in parking lots things objects being stolen moved around whatever and you find out that there's a lot of wildlife that could go through there, you might think, well, maybe that could be one of the one of the implications. So we decided we were going to try and set out, and we were going to do two tests. One was a test to see if it was some sort of animal. We were hoping for some sort of frogman beast, or if it was a ghost. And we came up with basically an experiment where we put a bunch of food attached to a bunch of metal cans with the idea that if it was an animal that ate meat, yeah, you, you, know, you, you, you were being charitable by describing that as food, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was a, a piece of beef liver. And the idea of thinking, like, all right, if it's something that, that's carnivorous that comes through there, then we'll be able to see it because we'll hear it go eat the food and it'll shake the cans. We didn't expect it to actually take what we put and, and dragged it um, To the away. other side of the freaking mall. Yeah. Now, now understand on when you watch when you watched the the episode, it seems a lot farther than it is. And we did, I did my fault, a very very poor job of giving you an idea of where things are related to each other. Um, if you know, if animals were coming in through that point where the you know that that canal point was, that would be the point they would leave. And it wasn't. It looked a lot further in the video, but when you actually go there, you can stand there and you can go look across a parking lot and see where it goes. And this is a parking lot where. Raccoons go in and will take food that people leave out there and just run, drag it clear across. Shopping bags, anything filled with that, they'll go take it, you know, right, you know, run right across the parking lot. So they have no fear about that at doing it at night because they know at night it's their place. The only thing that drives around there is a security car and the lights are usually on, the exception when it's an unmarked police car pickup truck that stops just at a night. Yeah. <laughs> Which happened, yeah, during during the uh, the pre work of taking mm-hmm. pictures and filming around the facility to see <laughs> scout out locations, we were definitely stopped and marked as burglars. Well, and, well let me uh, had had a records run for for everyone who who didn't catch it. They can catch it. It's posted at weirdthings.com. dot uh, com. Watch mm-hmm. the entire thing. But if you were there live, I mean, it was it was positively electric and as a test bed of the types of experiences we could have with future investigations. It's unreal. I'm so excited about moving forward with this. Absolutely. And and doing stuff like this is helpful because for us, every time we do it, you know, we have a limited budget to spend on it. Um, Yeah. I, you know, I told my dad about, I'm going to bring my dad up again in a second. I told my dad about, he's like, well, you should have just gone to Walmart, got one of those animal tracker things and put that on there. My dad, you know, we, we we could afford 10 bucks for walkie-talkies, and I had to buy, you know, some <laughs> leftover beef liver from the discount bin, you know? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's we don't have a lot of funds to do that. But as we go move forward and do more of these, we will be getting things like that. The thing that really, I really, really wish I had done is under this really creepy grotto under the bridges, which just, when we went there at night, Brian, I can't tell you how creepy it was to go under there. I want to put, like, I want to get a night vision camera or a wildlife camera that we can use in other stuff because it would have been great because we we think we know, we think it was a raccoon that went and did it. But we but don't know. Until, I know. It could be a frogman. I mean, maybe I'm well, a Well, you know, yeah, Andrew, uh, Brian, you you had a little meetup up there somewhere in, in, in New England and one of the people that came there 
was so, uh, you know, had such a burr in his saddle about the weird things live investigation that eventually you just put him on the phone with me so we could air his grievance. (laughs) (laughs) What was this? I didn't hear about this. Uh, Yeah. So, and Brian, you can explain, you know, kind of what he was saying beforehand, but uh, Brian calls me up and he's like, hey man, there's, there's a guy here that really wants to talk to you. So. I put him on the phone and I can't remember his name, but if he's listening to this, then it was, it was definitely, you know, made my night, but he's like, uh, you know, there, there's a point in which we see that the trap has been moved and, and we know that there, uh, you know, the apparatus that we had set up is now in the water and the thought is kind of put out there that we should jump in there and investigate what was going on. And, uh, he was for the life of him. Now I, I take this as a thumbs up on the podcast that he's so into it that he's truly disappointed that you guys did not dive into the sludge in the middle of a rainstorm in <laughs> South Florida wearing your Sunday best. He could not understand why that epic climax that he had pictured in his mind didn't actually happen. So, well, and and as well as the fact that he was convinced that just four feet down the stream there was a a frog man just waiting to introduce <laughs> himself. Well, you know, maybe, and I, I will tell you that it's one of the things that I I made a classic skeptical mistake, and it's something that we've really we've talked about, and we don't want to do in this sort of show and that was i decided my assumption was true and then that was the end of it i didn't need to look any further you know we had a trap we wanted to go look for ghosts and try some spooky stuff we put a trap that you know i'm like like ah, you know a dog or a raccoon or a cat or whatever we'll go grab it and was grabbed and taken away and we never saw what got it but i'm like ah, it's a raccoon i just just kind of i just just immediately and i afterwards said you know that's not what weird things needs to be about and i apologize for that you know justin should have gone into that water <laughs> yeah hey hold on <laughs> Wait Justin a minute, everybody! Married the Frog Queen and yes. given offspring <laughs> uh, for a hybrid so, race to rule the ages. So I promise, I promise our audience out there that we will, we will do better. Because the thing about this show, it's not about just saying, "Ah, you know, you know, oh, you know, it's wind knocking on the window. Oh, it's you know, things in front of the camera. It's this. We don't. We want to go further. We want to go further, and so we'll do a better job to really, but, really, but really. But again, I don't want you to shortcut. I, I don't want you to to take anything away from the actual experience. you got to watch the video because it really is electric, and I'm so unbelievably excited about the stuff we have laid out for future investigations. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't, you know, I think I'm probably speaking out of turn here, but I don't care. I mean, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and and announce that uh, we've been picked up for syndication by Latvian national television. (laughs) And uh, we're very, very, after signing our documents with the chancellor, uh, we're very, very happy about moving. We're told on to the Latvian exchange rate, television. while not favorable right now, is looking very good in the future. And at some point, these notes will be worth something. Exactly. Time. We, have, sponsor... we, have, we, have, we have assurances from uh, from from uh, dictator Von Doom yeah. that uh, that's Latveria. Uh, What's funny is I was going yeah. the same place. I was thinking <laughs> <about> <laughs> well, our sponsor, uh, by the way, which is the uh, Latvian Weasel Wax. Has yes. told us that uh, there could be some some real coin in for it, you know, if we, uh, we get this thing going. So I'm I'm excited about that. I'm super I'm super. Yeah. About, no, in all, in all seriousness, this is like maybe the most dynamic thing that I think I've I've ever worked on, and I really really do believe that as an internet television kind of experience, it really is not only something that's very very unique as a live, you know, you're there with us kind of thing but as well as something that you download a few days afterward once we mm-hmm. put a little oh, yeah. shine and polish on it i mean it's like imagine three really talented smart people okay now imagine three guys that wish 
they were three really talented smart people trying to figure out what intelligent smart people would do and then saying let's do that and so that's one of the things that i really like this like it was our first episode and there are a lot of bugs work out a lot of things that work out format etc but i look at that and i'm like oh, okay this was the idea we had that was brian's suggestion there this was justin's idea i'm like this is awesome it's like our three brains are coming together to try and create something really really cool and where we want to go is exciting and i'm going to tell you a little bit about that now brian Go for want. it. I've already Wait, no, Justin. dude, I'm ready. Go. So we've been doing the groundwork. We've been going around, finding a bunch of places to look. And it's not always going to be. Some of the things we're going to do might just be experiments that we try and do. We've got a whole time travel experiment we want to do. And, you know, we've got other things like we're going to test, you know, can Justin walk on water? A lot, a lot of stuff like that, too. But we want to do these investigations. And so I've been collecting and putting together a huge database of all this strange stuff. Now, not all of it's paranormal, not even half of it's paranormal. Some of just strange things where people tell me, oh, you know what's over by this, you know, the, the outlets over by this power plant here. We've seen X. I'm like, X doesn't belong there. Like, I know, but X is there. I'm like, for real? For real? Like, okay. What, is there a rave? Man, where is this yeah. X coming from? <laughs> yes. Way to spoil it, Brian. I'm so okay. sorry. I'm sorry. So, it so continue to mark the spot. Yes. So we've got some cool stuff. And one of the things that I, I started looking around was like, what is every cool thing I've heard of that we could go out and go look at? And one of the things I remember is my parents live in a neat place. There's an island out in front of their, their property. And it's an undeveloped island. It's like actually like a preserve where nothing's allowed to be developed there. So it's primordial in the sense that, you know, man has never really set foot on it. I mean, the man there's set no foot. profit motive for, for man to do jack squat with this thing. Well, it's protected. It's actually owned by the Ottoman Society or something like that. So it's, it's a protected piece of property. And it is, uh, you know, you talk about primordial woods or places like that. They have in Europe and other places that haven't been touched. It's one of these things. And so there's a dock. There's a really big, long dock out there. My dad keeps his boat. And I'm out there one night and I hear this weird sound, this weird animal kind of grunt howl and i say my dad i go what what's that he's like, oh, it's it's a wild hog I'm like for real i said it sounded really loud he's like oh it's probably a very very big wild hog and it rumor is there is hogs or giant wild large wild hogs out on this island which <sighs> i'm thinking like you know what like there's like there are rumors there's like a hogzilla out there but this is great too because think of how many great legends started <laughs> as natural phenomenon in in a world where people just didn't know you hear a weird noise and it's got to be a demon or whatever and it's well, like to put you guys in that time traveling place where it's like you're just like okay let's assume what it must be like to not know brian what, it gets better oh brian, go, go, better. go go okay so i remembered this i remember this because this was like a year or so ago i heard this remember and i put that like oh giant you know wild hog really large wild hog running around on this island and it's kind of this urban suburban sort of environment which was kind of neat is that nobody's seen it but people have heard it i'm like we got to find out well i was talking to my dad i went to go visit my dad for father's day i said hey so you know we're working on these things you know like doing these weird things live investigations and uh you know, I wanted wanted to go see if we could find out if there really was a giant wild hog out there. My dad's like, yeah. He says, well, weird things. Well, I mean, you you want to hear something weird? I'm like, yeah. He says, this has happened the last two days in a row. I'm like, don't do tell me. My dad is an expert fisherman. My dad is like a fly, you know, does fly fishing, all that. He's you totally know, fly. Have, very fly. Like, you know, the Florida <laughs> sportsman has him take out, like, anglers from around the world, show them how to do My dad's like the real deal. Real outdoorsman knows all this stuff. So my dad says to me, he says... 
Uh, if you ever meet my dad, understand my dad is not a liar or an exaggerator. My dad is a my dad. No, was, he's he's even keel. He's nothing like him. My dad was a federal agent. He's yeah, nothing exactly. Like nothing like me. Federal agent for a number of years. My dad is like I've never heard my father tell a lie. Okay, it just he's incapable of that kind of thing. By the okay? way, or for anyone watching, uh, for anyone who plays Half Life Two, I'm just picturing your dad as as the G Man from Half Life Two. Yeah. So he, he he says to me, he says, so he goes, yeah. He says I was he says I've been out my I was out my boat the other night. And I look, and I see a wake going around the island. A wake of something under the water circling the island. He says, he had his little trolling motor on, so I started to follow it, but I couldn't, I couldn't keep pace with it. He goes, you know, you get, you get alligators. You get, I got him on video, by the way, talking about this. You get alligators in there. You'll get dolphins in there. You'll get a lot of things. He says, so I followed around because I thought it was an alligator. It never surfaced. An alligator will surface. He says if it kept falling and falling and falling, it never surfaced. He said, you know, it was, if it was a dolphin, the dolphin never surfaced, and the dolphin would have never surfaced, right? He'd turn on his motor. The, he had an electric motor. He'd turn on the, the gas-powered engine, and the thing would just dive or s- swim off, right? Hmm. Next night, same thing. He saw it in the morning. The next day, he saw it at night. He saw this thing, and it's leaving a very, very big wake. It's not a tarpon. It's not one of these other big fish that come in there. My father knows these things. I ask him, what is this? I don't know. I don't know what it is. And it's big. That's a weird thing. It's, it's the island thing. that time forgot. Okay. So I tell my dad, I'm like, we got to go look at that. And I'm like, I said, yeah, we should go do that. Is it night? He goes, yeah. It, yeah. It, you, you see it? It's at, sometimes at night, too. I'm like, all right. So, you know, if you shine a flashlight at the island, you can also see the alligators looking back at you. Oh, with their eyes. Oh Where they have yes. the glowing demon eyes. Yes. Yes. So we've got an island that's got a sea beast swimming around it, alligators protecting it, and somewhere there, a hogzilla. All right. So when does Justin go? I'm signing up right now. <laughs> Dude, that's it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna take I the picture, boat at the picture, Skull Island. I picture I, Justin like is afraid of getting attacked, so he's like wearing a suit of armor. Like yeah, he's yeah. cobbled <laughs> together the shabbiest Iron Man costume you can Listen, imagine. I, I, I bought him a lunchable and a light stick, and he's ready to go. No, see, and li- a long time listeners to this podcast when I mean, they listen to all five of them. Uh, yeah. You know, a long time know. listener being anybody who heard the last podcast exactly since it has been one. it's been seven years since we last uh, finished one of these. But, you know, like, this certainly falls in to the weird death category, which I fully, uh, I, I'm not I'm not worried about my mortality as long as I die at the hands of a mysterious sea beast and, and then my head is crunched by a crocodile. You just want to end up as an item on weirdthings.com. I, like, yeah, I'm the, just saying that, like, if I'm going to go. We need I, to add... I would so much rather this than hard. Well, I'm going to ask you, Justin. Do you want? Do you want the? Do you want it to be the Palm City Sea Beast that gets to you? Do you want it to be the alligators that protect the island? Do you want Hogzilla to gore you, or some unknown other thing? We don't even. We've got Kong Island. We've got Skull Island right out there waiting for us. Which one? Of, of the three, of the three, I'd want the Sea Beast. Just right. because that is the unknown quantity. But and that's just going to drag you underwater. You vanish, we see some bubbles, and we get nothing. Yeah. If it's Hogzilla, we get the video, and then we see, like, the demon glowing eyes of Hogzilla and the blood dripping off the tusks, and then he, and then he like, you know, craps on the camera and runs off. That's epic. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, like, the, what if we just get that glimpse? Like, what if, like, just as I'm about to get snatched up like Samuel L. Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. I love like, that you scene, get, by the way. You get, you get that one glimpse of this never-before-seen sea beast, and he's way cooler than they had Godzilla in the remake. With I, I, Justin, as your friend, I will dive in after you if it grabs you. You'll die of delight. 
No, dive in. No, I will dive in. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you'll die right after. No, I, I would go. I mean, if, if if some tentacle beast, whatever. And again, like I said, I mean, this is all, this is not me telling you shaggy dog story. I'll put up the video when we're probably going to go do this of my dad and my dad describing what he saw. And he's not like a hysterical man, you know. Then, then. I mean, it's, no, no, no. He's you know, he's he's so way, so so. Even how cute. great would that be after all this buildup? You play it. He's like crazy hobo man. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have well, my money I'll now? Tell you. No, no, no. I mean, my my dad is uh, my dad's like the real real serious deal. Nothing like me. But uh, yeah, I mean, so anyway. But like my dad, my dad understand. My dad knows everything about my dad's and all these different you know conservation groups waterway stuff my dad talks spring biologist my dad knows what's out there and my dad's telling you i don't know what it well, is and we're, we're gonna know we're gonna know what's out there on on one of the upcoming yes. weird things we're lives, gonna find lives or what are we calling it is it weird things investigates weird things I mean, weird live. things live weird things live it's what we call weird it night creeper live investigates the investigation featuring yes. brian andrew and justin <laughs> among yeah. other people Dot, dot, dot. Continued. There you go. Uh, Ro- yeah. So there we go. off the tongue. But everybody watch the, the first one and then keep an eye out. Because- we, want, we want your ideas. Right now, we're looking for stuff. Uh, you know, it, at this point, it's probably going to be Justin and I being in the field, Brian running, being in Master Control, Supreme Commander, keeping, you know, the, the network anchor, keeping everything together. But, you know, hey, if you got some weird, freaky stuff in Austin that you want Brian to go look oh, at. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. And yeah, keep in mind where we're based. I'm in Austin. They're in South yeah. Florida. So don't yeah. be saying, hey, why don't you go to the North Pole and see if Santa Claus is yeah. there? Because yeah. that's so, a little outside our budgets right that, now. That's yeah. the season finale. Yeah. So, <laughs> South, so South Florida, if you got some weird stuff. And we want, we need kind or of so, like, so Central and Western Florida. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm the, 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 100 feet from my door. For, yeah. for, for those of you <laughs> Or nothing. What weird stuff could be in South Florida? There's a reason Fark.com has its own tag for Florida. (laughs) Florida gets its own tag because so much weird crap happens there. Yeah. It's, you forget, you know, Florida, Florida has the oldest city that, you know, wasn't made by, you know, Indians in America. You know, it's the oldest city. It's had, it's had modern civilization, so to speak, if you can call it that, you know, longer than any other part of the country. It's got one of the oldest, oldest established cities. It's got, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of weird, fascinating things. We actually have a, I believe a 12th century monastery in Florida. (laughs) Now you go, wait a second, Andrew, how do you have a 12th century monastery in Florida? Wait a second, Andrew. And, and does it allow slots and table games? Yes, it does. Um, uh, it was actually like, I think it was Hearst or whatever bought it <laughs> and had it brought over from Europe brick by brick. That is awesome. So there's a lot of weird, cool stuff here. We've got things like Coral Castle. We've got all sorts of, we got our own Bigfoot called Skunk Ape. We've got Frogmen. We've got UFO sightings galore. Yeah, and we're, we're not done with Frogmen. Oh, just no, so everybody no, knows. no. We we're gonna, find we're a... gonna, we're gonna cut our way into the Everglades and really check this frog. We're gonna find that frog kingdom out there. I know it's there. play things a little bit differently than we normally do periodically from time to time because we're so tired of doing it the old way format's gotta go occasionally (laughs) every now and then at certain points 
chronologically, we get submissions from people who say, all right, I've got something for you guys to think about. Now, here's the cool thing about this one. I haven't read it. So sure. I don't know what it is. I have not prepared myself mentally for this. I don't know if Brian has had a chance to look at it. You, you know, Just, I, I, I read it and forgot it. So this will be interesting for me. Then we're nice. same footing. So we've got something from one of our listeners and, uh, Justin can tell you their name, and Justin can give you the scenario. By the way, Here this we go, has got to be one of those moments where Justin's like, well, do I actually read the letter, or do I just freaking grab the reins of this podcast to go in whatever direction? Yeah. <laughs> yes! Uh, all right, here we go. Jack Kennedy wrote us in. Of course, if you want to email us, it is weirdthingsmail at gmail.com. But Mr. Kennedy types out, I love your podcast. All of you are nuts in the most awesome way possible. I'll listen to all of them over and over again. I need more of them. Uh, once a month would be great. I'll also <laughs> do my part. Here's the scenario. You are contacted by an alien and told that their race is under attack by a violent and hostile race bent on their extermination. Singularity. They have, yes. They have chosen you as their champion and can give you one superpower of your choosing. Now, here's the qualification. You will get to ask three questions to help your choose your to help choose your power. What do you ask? Do you help? And what do you choose for your power? Hope I hear from you guys soon because it's really boring in Alaska. Known only as Jack. Okay, so I mean, unfortunately, our decisions are based on answers, so we'll need somebody to. So answer all right, I'm gonna aliens. be I'll I'll be the alien moderator. Okay. And, All right, uh, and, and so, so and so, uh, and so let's just say so we can so we can work everything out. Uh, you know, I, I know this is one savior to uh, uh, fight off the uh, violent Mongol hordes and save our race, but you know we are kind of uh, we're, we're big planners here, and mm -hmm. uh, we did pick two. We have a, we have a one and a one B. Uh, so you guys are both kind of in the running. And we're going to determine who the actual champion is. Oh man! By by what your superpower? Is. This is a contest between me and Andrew to. No, don't an think race? of it as a contest. It's just kind of like a job interview. Yeah, but I didn't even ask for this job. You're the one asking me to save your race. Do you, all right, you can walk out the door, buddy. Okay, Listen, I win. no one's keeping no, you here. I win. Do you heard okay, it? Okay, fine, fine, fine. I'll save your race. All right. uh, okay, can you what? Can you give us the outline of what the conflict is, sir? All right. Here's the thing. Um, we live on a planet. A planet. Name something that I can't even pronounce. Because you're in a human form right now. It, so it sounds, no, it's just, it's awkward because it sounds like uh. a racial, it sounds like a racial slur. So we don't <laughs> like to say it down here. Um, Seejumonia. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, all of a sudden, uh, within the last uh, two weeks, we've been descended on like locusts. And uh, we, we found that there is a unique property in Earthlings that uh, can amplify our weaponry to the point where you can fight off the uh, most powerful of the ships that are right now destroying our planet. It's, it's the fact that we're so well versed in comic book lore and our brains are programmed to accept whatever modules you have. Right. Am I right? Uh, Tell me I'm right. Sure. Yeah. And salt content in your diet. I don't know what, it is. <laughs> but it's mostly that. I mean, what you said too. Okay, good. Uh, but here we go. So you get three questions by law. Listen, I don't write them. I'm just administering them. Uh, on what your superpower is going to be, I'll let you go one at a time. Brian, uh, what is your first question? Uh, my first question is, can you... Wait, 
this will be a question, but then you could just answer it yes, no. I, I yeah. like I'm, I'm uh, uh, okay. Uh, my first question is, uh, please describe for me in as much detail as you can the physiology of our foe. Uh, doesn't really matter what they are physically made of because you are going to be uh, fighting them in mechs and uh, and ships. Okay. So it's a lot of metal uh, uh, machinery uh, that is powered by an inexhaustible source. So so it probably helps for me to imagine that I'm not fighting other beings so much as like robots. Uh, yeah, a okay. lot, lot of lot of robot action. All right, going on. okay, Andrew. Why? Well, I- I don't really need to ask any questions. I mean, I think I kind of know where I'm going to go for this. I mean, this, right. this that we've we've established via comic books what the perfect power to solve this alien invasion problem is. All right. Well, but, I'll tell you what. If 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 you if you want to issue the questions, and by the way, I'm just going to go ahead and note that in my little job interview pamphlet that I was given by the alien race before I beamed down here, uh, and that's it. That's it. That's a check one for for a, a can-do oh, attitude yeah, for Mister Main. See, listen. Uh, but, but, all right, Brian. I don't get a check for thoroughness. I don't get a check for... for... Well, I don't know. Maybe. You have two more questions. You, you can you'll impress be, me. You'll be you asking questions me. while they're sucking the brains out of this poor alien world, you know? And, yeah, we are wasting time here. And, and raping their women with three breasts. All right, all right. My second question. <laughs> and you're like, question two. It's a two-parter. <laughs> <laughs> my second question. My second question. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, are there any limits to the power I can request? Only your own imagination. Really? Yeah. Okay, done. I'm done. Really? You're out. You don't want to do the third question just for laughs. Just, to, you know, to, to get a, an answer. Uh, okay. Uh, third question. Uh, how, I, describe for me why it looks so bad for you guys. I mean, how come you don't have, you know, what, if you have the power to bestow whatever power anyone wants, why do you need, why do you need me? From Earth, because of the salt in our body, Brian. (laughs) Exactly. You know, this is this is kind of an alley oop situation. You know, we can launch the ball. You guys got to slam it home. We just don't have the capacity. We need a hero. My impression of Brian in World War II as FDR, (laughs) dear Mister Churchill. Why do you need our help to eliminate the Nazi (laughs) threat in Europe? Which, by what the way, makes us so special? Which, by the way, you know, FDR, that, that may be a little bit too apropos because FDR didn't get off his butt until we got, you know, crap stomped in Hawaii. Well, he, he wasn't he wasn't getting off his butt a lot, Brian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Zing. Too soon. Too soon, dude. Too soon. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, Andrew, you, you uh, buzzed in first, so go ahead. What is a superpower that you would like us to give you? Oh, just give me a Green Lantern ring. Mm. Green Lantern Corps was solved, was created for this specific problem. They protected worlds from alien invasion and galactic threats, which was the same thing that the Lensman series, the Green Lantern, borrowed heavily from was based on, too. So, but, you know, listen, great answer, and there's a very, very good chance that you're going to lock this one down, mm-hmm. but you do have the worst weakness in intergalactic warfare history. I know it. I know it. Yeah, well, we, everybody knows the weakness. Yeah. No, the I'm weakness just... is you're from the DC universe. <laughs> yeah, so is Batman. You're not helping your case, bro. Oh, please, Brian. I'm just going to say, 
I'm just gonna say if let's say that these mechs are all painted like uh, no, you know, know. I, Chuck, listen, like mm, like but uh, what, what if they all the same Your paint Honor, job that that Chuck's wagon in Kill Bill yeah, it, is painted like you know Your Honor if I may uh, what right. if listen what if I told you I could do anything that the so-called Green Lantern could do only. Sure. Without bizarre, arbitrary restrictions and having to answer some super galactic, you know, bureaucratic police force. And I could do it without, you know, the color yellow being a factor. Would that be something you're interested in? Dude, I'm all ears. I'm what ready if, to rock. What if I told you I could do whatever Brian could do, but better? Two words, my friend. Silver Surfer. Silver mm. Surfer wielding the power cosmic to manipulate matter, reconstruct it in any Brian, matter I see a, fit for myself. Brian, that's a that's a brilliant idea, except for the problem that he is the herald of Galactus, and when the Silver Surfer shows up, it means your world is about to be destroyed. Except the whole fact that he's the Silver Surfer is based on the fact that he defied Galactus and was banished to live forever on Earth. And never leave, except for that Reed Richards figured out a way to fly him out of the the, the planet Earth, and he's able to go anywhere he wants and do whatever he wants, and now he's like the A-team. Uh, soldier of fortune, <laughs> missions for hire, this guy, I'm your man. Somehow and, afraid of flying. It's, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. He has to drug himself before he gets on his, <laughs> his board. So, so, I'm not a tipsy silver server. He's just... He He's comes drunk. into the Baxter building. Have you been drinking, Silver <laughs> Surfer? Like, Listen, it's so high up there. I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> but don't worry, it's cool. Let's go kick some butt. I'm just going to say that if we look at the record of the Silver Surfer trying to save alien worlds out Earth, not so good. <laughs> That's, he was working for the man back then. And then, oh, he, yeah. then he quit. And, now, and, and the one that he tried you to know, save. Andrew, you know, Andrew's definitely got a point. You know, that is a kind of really bad record. Faustian you know? bargain. <laughs> All right, listen. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wield my silver surfer power, and I'm going to paint myself yellow, and I'm going to kick your ass. How about that? All right. All right. And uh, I'm... Um, Galactus power. I want Galactus power. <laughs> See, no, that was actually what I was gonna say. I'll just take Galactus power. And just yeah. eat them. But the problem. Uh, well, but then, but then you have you have the hunger of worlds, and then you become the problem. It's like they're not gonna want to give you that power. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go eat their home world. You know, I mean the the bad guys. So like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, right. yeah. How about yeah? Do you just go and you eat the world of the afternoon. conquering of the conquering people? No, at least I know I get it. It's like you totally you go eat the bad guys' home world, and you're like, well, that'll certainly be the last meal I ever need to eat. Oh, is it like what three o'clock already? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like man, I guess I'm hungrier than I thought. All I can imagine is is, is Galactus like Doctor Zoidberg from Futurama. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. What about you, Justin? What's your answer? See, I was actually, as soon as you said Silver Surfer, I was going to say Galactus. That too was late. actually, I said yeah. it's I too much. You. you get the hunger if you go Galactus. Once you go no, Galactus, I don't, I'm totally down for that. Are you telling me that you that, that there's not enough crappy worlds filled with rapists and mutants that deserve to be eaten and destroyed? See, that's or your let problem. That's why they. That's why they wouldn't pick you. Is because you think you're. You're like. Uh, you're one of those guys that thinks everybody needs to be judged. Your judge dread is what you are. <laughs> no. Dude, come on. Who doesn't want that promotion? Like you are Brian Brushwood, entertainer to collegiate folks. You go on the podcast and you make merry talk with everybody. I, but what? It, who doesn't I feel want? So small then, right now. Thank and you. And then tomorrow. Tomorrow. 
you know, you eat worlds. That's your job. That's your gig. I, and you're I, gigantic. How do you, come, how do you come back home and be a dad after that? You're like, you know, so daddy, what did you do? Uh, well, Jacosta, let me tell you. Dude, um, you don't. You're just gone. I'm sorry, Penny. <laughs> you don't have a daddy. He's out eating worlds. <laughs> Remember I used to have a dad? Now you have a force of nature. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. Uh, keeping things in a more realistic sense. Okay? More sure. realistic, right. In the, the exactly. That, that, that doesn't in somehow end in somebody uh, uh, emitting a moon fart. <laughs> oh, please. Please, gentlemen. We um, to take that down, Justin. Back to Earth. <laughs> back talk to talk Earth. about a gaseous planet. Jeez. Back to Earth. Back to Earth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if I had to choose a mutant power, all right. Uh, you know, you know who always has the the upper edge, and it's just his own ego gets in the way, and that's Magneto. Because like when Magneto needs there to be like you know er, human blood has iron in it. If Magneto wants to act on it, he can. And like yeah. Magneto can do just about anything he wants. So when the alien horde is heading towards you, he could just be like crumple it like a ball. Yeah, well, and and you're right because here's the thing. It's like uh, there, there there really should have been there should have been a great council of comic book writers who got together and they should have said, hey, listen, did a little research on science, and it turns out you probably shouldn't base one of your superheroes' powers on one of the four fundamental laws of nature. So, you know, strong nuclear force, weak or electromagnetism, gravitation, and, uh, and, and the weak nuclear force. Let's just make those off limits because there was another guy called Graviton, I think, or yes. uh, who called all, I was like, dude, okay, you got gravity. It's all over, man. Just, Hey world, you're exploding. Yeah. Well, the fortunate about Marvel is like, usually whenever they create characters who are super powerful, they're just so flawed, like molecule man or what have you, that they just, like the most powerful characters in the Marvel universe are the ones who should have the power the least. The yeah, ones. exactly. Yeah, there's, like, there's, like, there's like 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 Nick Cage from Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know who you know who's like the most powerful character now is I think it's like the Sentinel. Yeah, which is like they're you know the Uber Superman of the Marvel universe, and he like killed his wife. You know, <laughs> so. I mean, that's that's what I like. Although like I did, uh, if we, if, as long as we're waxing nostalgic, uh, uh, much maligned, but I I was a big fan of of Secret Wars two, wherein Beyonder, Electra the being Boogaloo. the being who embodied the power of an entire universe, decided, oh those wacky humans, I wonder what it would be like to live among them, and he you know teleport to Earth in the form of a human with no clothes on, and they're like, oh Beyonder, you're so big, and you know you had to learn how to <laughs> love. Humanity. It's uh, very much like what, what, uh, Martian Manhunter. What, <laughs> oh, is, wasn't that a, wasn't that a Lionel Richie video? Uh, uh, by the way, all right. So uh, I ran it upstairs, guys. And first, let me let me thank you both for coming out. Uh, but we're gonna go ahead with the proven track record of Truth and Justice. Andrew, uh, you can go ahead and find your ring. It's in the all other right. room. And uh, we're ready for you to save our race. Fantastic. I was convinced you were going to give it to yourself, Justin. I was convinced you're like, after discussing it, we've decided I'm going to become Galactus. Thank you very much, though. (laughs) Both of you were fantastic. (laughs) It gets back to the problem. It's like, you know, some of these superheroes are really, really powerful. But I mean, Superman is is like the most he's not he's not a bright guy. He's really not. You look at the power he has and the fact that Batman can beat Superman in a fight when Batman prepares for it. And 
Batman's got what? You know oh, what? Yeah, no I don't powers? even know that you need to go that far. I think you just need to go as far as his whole genius plan of wearing glasses to fool everyone. Yeah. Well, it worked, though. Oh, but I'm a totally different guy. Yeah, can't argue about. with success. Well, okay. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I mean, but but to be, to be fair, Brian, it's not like he worked in a place with Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists for their <laughs> investigative skills. Oh, wait. He did. Although he did, he did also just buddy up with the with the you know the cub reporter copy boy. Yeah. I'm just saying, he's uh he just here's a guy that's like most powerful being ever, and you know he's his he spends most of his time trying to stop Lex Luthor from blowing up so, a water hey, tower. As long as we're talking about superheroes, let me bring up something that I've thought about for a long time, but in my entire life have never had the venue to ask this question. Shoot. Right. So you think about. We'll take mutants, right, who have some power, right. right? Whatever their power is, whether it's teleportation, whether it's phasing, whether it's, you know, blasting lasers from your eyeballs or whatever. But it's like that energy has to come from somewhere, right? If you're talking about Scott Summers, technically it's not a laser, but go ahead, go ahead. Well, I wasn't. I was talking yes. about Mr. Laser Eyes. Who <laughs> uh, was oh, yo, you didn't read Mr. Laser Eyes you 1 have, through 24? I apologize. I feel stupid. I'm sorry. Please continue. Okay, so the point, <laughs> the point is, it's like, it's like this. I only did that because I got corrected by that once by somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. So like the bigger monkey slapping on the smaller monkey, you had to oh, pass yeah. it on down. And Never here we go. And, and lo, the circle of nerd on nerd violence <laughs> continues. <laughs> Okay, so here's my question, though, right? So it's like there's got to be some source of the energy, and uh, obviously the way they play it in the X-Men is that it's some kind of biological process, not one that everyone has, just one that a select group of individuals have. But my question is, is what I don't like is the idea that, like, you, let's say we'll take Cyclops, right? He blasts a, a giant blast, and then he blasts a second blast, of the same caliber, and then the third blast, and then the fourth blast, and then he gets angry and he takes off his glasses, and the whole city block vaporizes or whatever. Right. Like, uh, that's not how. <clears throat> well, Gene uh, Gray should be stepping out with Wolverine. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm pretty familiar with my own biological processes, and it uh -huh. seems like what should happen is is the first blast should like knock over a tree, and the second blast, after some you know focusing. <laughs> should, like, you know, push some kids over. And then the third blast should, like, give somebody a sun sunburn. And then, like... Justin, does it feel like this is a metaphor for something else that Brian is <laughs> talking saying, about? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like... Based on some other biological system. <laughs> I'm saying, the point is, is, like... Anytime... I mean, it doesn't even get up and go to the refrigerator and grab a drink of water and wait and... <laughs> What I'm saying is, is it seems like... Oh, we know what you're saying. Yeah. Are things I mean, okay between you and Bonnie? Yeah, everything's great, but the point is, it's like, you know, um, like, did any, did, does it seem to you guys like it, I... There's like I, I, like at some point, energy. Emma Frost should say it's okay over and over and over yeah. again, but you really know she's disappointed. Well, well Ryan, and specifically, I have an like, like, I remember there was one scene in, in the X-Men where Havoc, like, in the middle of the night, just got up and bolted out in the middle of the desert and just freaking splooged his energy all over the sky because he had to let it out. And I was just like, yeah, dude, I bet that energy builds up and you got to release it. And it's like, once <laughs> it's out, like, well, then what? Like, how do you keep shooting out that much energy? And I uh, have an answer, okay. Brian. I'll, I'll tell you. First A lot thing, of celery. 
the side thing, side note, the thing that always bothered me was the mass problem. Spanish like, fly. Where, that's where that's the, the answer. Or, where did the Hulk get his mass from? You know, that was like, how did he, how did, how does a 120 pound guy become 2000 pounds? 500, does, yeah. You know, that, that always bothered me. I remember I talked to one of the, the science consultants for the show Fringe and I just went on and on about an episode about how, you know, like the mass problem and one of the, where did the mass come from? But in answer to your question, <laughs> oddly enough today in science, we may have an answer to that, Brian. Wow. This may be a record for the most awesomely unintentional segue ever in the history. Or was of it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's, let's not start, you know, licking each other's popsicles just yet. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> go on. There is, there is a growing body of scientific research into quantum physics and biological systems, which 10 years ago was just quackery. It was nonsense. There was no reason to think this was going on. There was no evidence for that whatsoever. I'm going to get to your, your question in a second. Now we're finding that certain things that like we, we found that certain proteins within the human body, like rhodopsin, whatever, can actually be sensitive on a quantum level. It may even be possible for a human to detect a single photon, which we might try in a weird things experiment to try and see if we can split ourselves off into different dimensions. All right. But well, let me just ask, though, I mean, I'm loving everything I'm hearing, but is there sensitivity on a quantum level on the female side of things? That's what I want to know. Oh, they've got to be. So here <laughs> in, 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 in why why you need to know that, I don't know. I, but I, I, I'm just, so, just a friend of mine just, was asking that. the other. All right. Day. All right. All right. Tell your friend. Uh, that was that was a power move. <laughs> to, to work that joke in. That was that came in with two elbows and a headbutt. Tell your friend, Stumpy Quickshot, not to worry, okay? <laughs> okay, good. So, so, here's the thing that today, just today, just today, I saw an article about. And scientists were looking at DNA, and they noticed something interesting about DNA. They're going, how do these two strands, this double helix, this intertwined coil, how do they stay together? Why don't they just fall apart? And some scientists have speculated. Love. They theorized, yes, you're absolutely correct, in a totally wrong way. They have theorized that maybe it is a form of quantum entanglement. There's some quantum process that is keeping them together, that basically quantum mechanics is how they, they're sticking. They're so, they're so small, what process keeps them from ripping them apart? And they think it might be a form of quantum entanglement. Now, when you start getting down to a very, very small level, very quantum level, there are all sorts of little phenomena. You have quantum energy where all of a sudden you, and you have a foam where things pop in in existence and out of existence. It equals itself. There are people they have talked about like the Casimir effect that objects like try and pull themselves together. And if you could actually take advantage of that, you could have an infinite source of energy. But by understanding the physics, you can't. But there's a theoretical infinite amount of energy between two very, very infinitesimally tall, small places. And now that we're looking at our own DNA, maybe using a quantum process to hold itself together, maybe in the Marvel Universe, <laughs> <laughs> mutants can get their power from some quantum process like the Casimir effect. And you could. You could always tap into, you know, the eighth dimension as a source of, of just about everything. But Well, yeah, but... You, you could go that, but but here we have we could we could lay out a, a a source of infinite energy where it's the biological system would be like maybe like hey listen my muzzle's really warm I gotta let it cool down, right? Well, and and part of what got me thinking about this was there was a, a ultimately failed attempt on Marvel's part to spawn off something they called the new universe, which would be something 
where it's like, hey, what if we did comics, but we really tried to make it realistic and we tried to think about the realistic uh, uh, ramifications of what would happen if people got powers. And one, and for example, there was one guy who essentially had the power of the Flash. He was crazy, crazy, super fast. Mm -hmm. But the side effect was is that he was he was a spastic all the time. His muscles were constantly jittering all the time to where like he looked like a human blur just spazzing all the time now he could run super fast but 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 you know couldn't hardly ever fall asleep and he was twitching all the time and then the moment he would go out on a run he would come back and eat like 38 hamburgers where it's like uh -huh. and i love the idea that they that they brought like well this is where the energy comes from to accomplish this you know, they sometimes, yeah, Marvel, you know, in the regular Marvel universe, they would touch upon that. And I think you made a mistake there. You meant that he had the power of Quicksilver. Um, you would have like, uh, I remember like a Spider-Man comic where like Peter Parker would talk about having just eight and like eight Big Macs. Because, you know, expanding all that, you know, he had the power of eight men, whatever. And that he would expend that much energy and he'd have to yeah. replenish himself well, like you know, that. Well, partially Spider-Man, but, you know, X-Men more specifically was, was so kind of, you know, puberty centric. Right. You know, that that the, these kind of problems in terms of the powers were so tied to, you know, whatever teenage kids were going through to begin with. All right. So so uh, hands in the air. If if you were reading X-Men at, you know, eight or nine and just thinking, hey, man, maybe I'll be the first when I hit puberty, I'll actually have the mutant powers. Oh, my, I was sure of it. I, and and I, I didn't think I'd be the first. I in think fact, I would just. In fact, I, like I would, that, I would just go to the school. Be... I'd, I'd go to. That's why I went to Syracuse University because I was going to go to a school in upstate New York, no matter what. You know, <laughs> that's uh, that's like one of those things. I wonder if it was part of their business plan when they're like, like <laughs> I, I, uh, I'll, I'll raise you one on that. Um, I, I prayed for psychic powers, mutant powers, all the time. I actually drew pictures of my own Iron Man armor and, and and promised to whatever deity that would give it to me undying devotion and would get up and go see if that, you know, showed up. Didn't. Uh, spider powers, all of that. I really, really wanted mutant powers. I hoped I would be like one of the first. When I was a kid, remember the show where they ran out on Nickelodeon afternoons, The Tomorrow People? Oh my God, where they would jaunt from one place jaunt. to the other. Yeah. They had this underground basement with this cool robot computer called Tim and stuff. And they of had, and, and, yeah. and they, they, if you couldn't quite jaunt, they'd have these, these little belts to help. I tried to make those things. I tried to, like, I spent so much time trying to figure out how to teleport. I mean, I was, I, I was a, I was a very, very weird little kid. So I was, I was just sure that my, my power was going to be embarrassing. Like, I'm not even, I'm not even joking. Like I, I was terrified that I was going to get a power, but it was going to be something urine centric. Like you could, you, you could fart <laughs> C4 or something. I, no, in the series I had, I, I, I was afraid that I would have toxic pee, that it would be corrosive <laughs> to the point where I would have to invent some sort of, uh, like a, a, a containment unit, like, like some sort of super soaker made of titanium that I could pee into. Brian, and, what what would his name have been? Uh, who the the uh, Sizzle Piss? Yeah, like yeah, Yellow Fire, Yellow yeah. Lightning. <laughs> well, you know what? Streamer, funny? the streamer, streamer, the streamer. Uh, that was one of the things they tackled in the new universe. They had a character that uh, called himself Scuzz, where everything he secreted out of his body was like battery acid, and he thought it was a badass power until the first time he tried to kiss a girl, and then he realized oh. that he had the worst power in the bunch. Yeah. Mm. What was uh? So you guys had to have had that theoretical bargain with you know. Okay, you're in bed. You're ten years old, 
and some glowing sure 10 okay (laughs) you're 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 28 years old you're sitting in bed (laughs) you're imagining some glowing super being you're 27 years old you're sitting in a warehouse in florida talking to your friends on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) and then uh but it's like like you know, there's some idiotic part of your brain that just wants to prepare for this contingency, right? And you're thinking it all out in advance, and you you go through and you evaluate head to head, like what would be useful, what would not. Uh, like what was what was your what was your pre-canned answer for that? For what? For what oh, I should have, or how it would be how I would be, you know, pr- productive with it. Well. I- What's a question? I mean, yeah, what, I don't know what, the question. What, what, what the, question the, the, the glowing guy comes in and says, hello, I've been sent to grant to you one power from either the Marvel or DC universe. Go. I, I know. I, I can tell you exactly what that was, except for a brief period during puberty when it was invisibility. Otherwise, it was to fly. Because flying is like the most badass power there is. You can be kind of strong and stuff, and people are like, that's cool. But you just fly in front of people, and they're like, oh. Crap. All right, he can Justin. fly. Uh, if I really, really, really had to, had had to take it, I, I would, I'd probably go with 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 the Venom symbiote. Really, the Venom symbiote was always because number one, it wasn't, it wasn't just a superpower; it was a best friend. But number but, two, but it was number like that two flawed thing. Okay, go ahead. Uh, it it was also uh, your entire wardrobe. You never had a dress again. You'd always have fresh clothes because it would just morph into your clothes. And number three, you got every power that Spider-Man had plus. Like, it was awesome. There right, was ge- no downside. Gentlemen, gentlemen I, am, I, I hate to interrupt you for a second. I'm going to email you a photo. I just, just went to go look at my notes here, and I popped open my RSS feed for a moment. And I swear to you, I'm going to send you this photo right now of what just popped up. There was only one item in my RSS feed. All right. I'm waiting for that to come in. Should I even bother right. to tell you my? No, yes. please, please t- t- tell us, tell us. Uh, okay, so in the meantime, and I, I thought about this a long ass time, and it's not the coolest character to associate yourself with, but I'm gonna have to go with the invisible girl from the Fantastic Four because she was sort of a two for oneer, right? So she could make herself. She had invisibility on the one side and force fields on the other. Yeah. Right. No, that's okay. That was okay. that was yeah. And think about the invisibility thing. She could make herself invisible or she could make objects she touched or thought of invisible, right? So it's like already you've got instantly, you know, replace the MRI, you walk in, you put your hand on the guy's belly, you're like, "Oh, look, there's your cancer. I'll be, that'll be $10,000. I'll see you next week." And then uh uh <laughs> second of all, second I, love, of all, I love how that's your get rich quick scheme by the way. <laughs> Hey there, sucker. Who wants to come by? Let me see. Oh, cancer belly. Bing! <laughs> Look, I'll be in demand right off the bat, right? Second of all, like, I agree. Flying, super awesome. What if you could pretty much do that by, you know, laying down no, on I, this force field? And I no, I agree. I mean, I, I understand. I mean, that's kind of like why I liked, you know, what was cool about Magneto is Magneto could be like, I'm going to make myself a belt of iron and fly. You know, right. but I, I I get you with the invisible one because it wasn't just invisibility. She could flying, do those flying. Seems like bubbles. like it really should be a primary feature, but it ends up being like the upsell. I mean, it ends up being the leather seats of superpowers. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, <laughs> real, realistically, if you could just have one though, like for me, it was always like flying because like you're like the dude that flies. 
you know, like, hey, I'm here, you know, I'm like, but what if, this. I mean, but can you get flying in other superpowers? Yeah, you can, you can, you can absolutely, Brian's crazy, like, I mean, yeah, because that, I mean, I mean, Human Torch, obviously, well, yeah, he could fly. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, by the way, uh, I just received the image from Andrew Main, and the headline just reads, you have superpowers. <laughs> I swear to you. I swear to you. That was what popped up. I just was when I him in my RSS feed, and that is what it said. It's a Scientific American article, and it gives us something weird thing about the power being wrong or something. Uh, by the way, a friend of mine, Gus Davis, uh, has the best take on this. He says, look, for all these superpowers, you think about all the things you can do. Let's say you wanted to, you know, do mind explosions. Great. You could blow up windows anytime you want. Guess what? I can blow up windows walking over with a sledgehammer. You know why I don't? Because you end up having to pay for a bunch of windows. I want a superpower that I can really use in my everyday life, and that's one power. All he wants is the ability to have his eyes glow red. So it's like you're you're there, you're checking into the Holiday Inn, it's 2 a.m., you're tired, they quote your rate of $127, you just want to look at them and just go, I'd say, are you sure? And then they're like, uh... If I could fly, I wouldn't need to check into a Holiday Inn, I could just go back home where I have really good Wi-Fi. You could sleep in the sky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sleep on a cloud. Uh, I, uh, you know, when I realized... um couple weeks ago that i wasn't going to get superpowers i mean i was i after like tomorrow people i just i kind of hope for that teleporting i tried to build my own little teleport i actually once took a bunch of random electronics parts and threw them into a pile just thinking that i was going to be divinely inspired in how to make my teleportation machine fail. i picked up bottle caps wanting to make an r2d2 that's a little more possible but uh i brian i i just tried to make my own iron man armor Oh my god. That was the one thing like Iron Man was always my number one favorite superhero, but the thing was I was always afraid about being separated from the armor. And you see that no. in the most recent Iron Man movie. That whole yeah. like I'm just a guy. Oh. I would Brian, I was like a little tin can scavenger, okay? I would grab I would I made myself my own little Iron Man armor, you know, that I like that I no wasn't like pretend. This was like going to be my real deal stuff. I found a coffee can I could fit over my head. And I used a can opener to put eyes on it. I found a tennis ball can. I could put, I put two tennis ball cans over my arm, and then I put gloves, like dishwasher gloves, over them. And so I was trying to build my own armor to just get it together. But all it did was make my hair smell like coffee. Andrew, please, please, please tell me that you actually stood up to the school bully wearing that outfit. Um. Uh. I will tell you this. Uh, I didn't really have to worry about bullies too much because my brother was a pretty tough guy. I did on more than one occasion have a Spider-Man costume under my clothes in times when it was not appropriate to have a Spider-Man costume you under pink, your clothes. You pinky promised this to me. Pinky promised this to me, and you were my new hero. This, oh, Spider-Man? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes! I... I, I got I, I made my my dad is a very, very patient guy, and I made my dad so upset once because he's telling me to clean my room and he goes there and tell me to clean my room and he's like, What is that under your shirt? What is that? And then he and he realized I had a Spider Man costume. Imagine trying to put up with a a fourteen I mean eight year old smart alecky version of me. Okay. And then I'm supposed to be cleaning a room and he's like, Are you playing? No, and like, what is that? What are you wearing? <laughs> So that was that was my Spider-Man costume incident, okay? Then I found, you know, uh, some Hulk pads, some Hulk uh, shoulder pads, okay? 
You ever see these? The, these are the them inflatable on? ones, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I had some Hulk inflatable shoulder pads, and so I put those on the park, and I'd go wrestle kids. And did they think like you'd been working out over the weekend? They just thought I was just some weirdo <laughs> retard with Hulk shoulder pads on there. But I would go down there, and be like, "All right, who wants to wrestle?" <laughs> you know? Did you did you refer to yourself in the third person with primitive English, Andrew no. Mad? <laughs> no, I I just was like, "I'm the Hulk, man. Let's go." I just I like kind of like the Bruce Banner kind of thing. What was that Gray Hulk? Did, did Gray Hulk have the the mind of Banner? No, no, no. Yeah. Gray Hulk. Gray Hulk was Mister Fixit. He was a bodyguard in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this was this was Andrew Hulk. So I on tw- two occasions. Harder Hulk. And I broke I broke my my Hulk pads doing that. I I, I got my uh, got my uh, Spider Man costume revoked when I uh, <laughs> was tested my dad's patience to the far limits of probably one of the most patient people you ever meet, which. You know, because I'm supposed to clean my room and I'm in there building Iron Man costumes and stuff. Awesome. Andrew, I admire your courage. Not just in your initial forays into the land of superheroes, but also for your ability to talk candidly about them on this podcast. All right, should we do uh, recommendations? Yes. All right. What do you guys? What do you guys? I can go first. All right. Let me. I I, I can actually go. I'm doing. Uh, uh, is is it P- what's his initial middle initial Peter something Hamilton? Peter, Peter F. P- Peter F. Hamilton. I don't it's even it. want to tell you what the F stands the for. Say, oh, by the way, Justin, you said you started to read Pandora's Star. Did you go through the rest of the series? You want to know what? I got 75% of the way through Pandora's Star, and then I misplaced the iPod it was on. So oh, I'm sure no. it's in my luggage somewhere. Oh, my God. So you it. don't even know how that story ends. I don't know. Did you, did you get inside the Dyson Sphere? Uh... That's where they were at. They were oh just my god! You Dyson got to the sphere. big reveal and you didn't even get inside. Oh, OMG! <laughs> this is a tragedy. That okay. was actually that was actually Magic Castle week. Magic Castle week. I uh, for blame some, it, Brian and me. Well, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm blame us. That. Blame the two guys who wanted to keep the mystery a mystery and stole your iPod. Like that's something Andrew and I would do. <laughs> <laughs> so we could talk on our secret. Pandora Star Code. Uh, okay, so I guess we've already talked about how great the Pandora Star trilogy sure, is. Sure, yeah. Uh, which you really need to get your hands I, oh, to. I, I, yeah. I loved. I loved every every word of it. Yeah, so uh, uh, definitely you've got a lot more. And then you have the trilogy after that that takes place a, a thousand years after that. I've recently started the Night's Dawn trilogy by the same author in a similar but very different very much not the same universe in this one they grow their spaceships as organic beings and they affinity bond them to specific captains who have a deeply spiritual quasi-sexual relationship with their starships and a lot and and uh, the most surprising thing that's occurring about halfway through the book already satan worshipers in space okay. Well, look at that. Actually, I think the first time that you ever told me about that, you're like, oh, I'm reading this book. It's all about female star captains who are married to their ships. And I'm like, if that isn't an indie rock album, then it will be in the next three minutes. (laughs) 
I love you, but I'm married to my ship. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, it's like, like oh, like the BBX's new album, female star captains who are married to their ships. <laughs> just overlong, somehow romantically tied in. Uh so, I mean, is it pretty good? How far are you into it? Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm about a third of the way, halfway into the first book, and I can already, you, you know, you can tell when all of a sudden you're thinking inside the universe, and you're like, oh darn it, that's that book has its hooks into me, and this is all I'll be doing for the next month, and that's definitely where I am. Uh, apologies to all podcasts that I should be listening to. This is all I'm gonna experience. Boom, Andrew. Well, I love really good universe building, like Brian, and probably like Justin, if you would ever finish one of these books. <laughs> Not get it I finished, I finished the book I'm going to talk about. All right. So, yeah, it's the, the smallest of all the books. So <laughs> it's, it's issue 97 of this spectacular yeah. Spider-Man. I like... I like really cool universe building where it's not just arbitrary. Oh, then you're going to have the such and such federation and then the aliens come here. I hate that. I hate that sort of stuff where it's just, it's like fantasy writing. So I don't read fantasy because fantasy sucks. I'm just going to say it. It's all fantasy. It's not based in reality. Nobody's wearing Spider-Man shirts underneath their uniforms in fantasy land. I I like sci-fi where it's really good sci-fi where they take a couple premises, things that aren't possible now but could be through science, and say, okay, how does this change things? How does this make things different? And that's that's what I love about sci-fi when it really does that. Where fantasy is like, let's just make up. And there's sci-fi fantasy that's the same thing. So I'm I'm going to put my foot down right now and say – not a fantasy and like and people are gonna oh you should read such and such you should read that no no i mean i know there are a couple good you know fantasy authors out there that get characters but don't even try sending me stuff i'm, I'm just gonna it's, it's not you gonna work. take your dragons okay. and your wizards and you blow them out exactly. the airlock exactly uh, okay. the wizard elven prophecy yeah. sword of blurgler yes oh that's really interesting so what I like is, and and, and I, there are in another podcast. I'll tell you the exceptions of stuff that I think is really well done. By the way, and at then, this moment, I'm like, will nobody speak for the goblins? Yes. <laughs> like, there's uh, nobody uh, defending uh, R. the goblins. R. A. Salvatore has said enough yeah. on their behalf. <laughs> when so, they came for the sword of Blurgaleric, I said nothing. <laughs> so I like, I love sci-fi where it's sort of like, here's a premise. How is this going to change things? And let's put characters and situations in there. And you go, oh, this is cool. Okay, I like that, right? And I, I think Peter F. Hamilton does that to an extent where he kind of imagines, I'm not going to use the word, a post-blank sort of civilization and what that could mean. <laughs> Singularity. Okay, I, I've, I found another author who, when you talk about Peter F. Hamilton, this guy's name comes up again and again. The Dubularity. Okay, and that's Alistair Reynolds. <laughs> Have you read any Alistair Reynolds? No. Okay, Alistair Reynolds, I'm reading a book right now that's called House of Sons. And this is what I loved I, when I read the little description in Audible or Amazon or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is good. Imagine a galactic civilization, a space-faring civilization, Brian, where they never develop warp drive. Good, good. That's okay. super realistic because guess okay. what? That's going to be how it actually rolls. All right. So they never develop warp drive. Okay, so they have longevity. They can live extremely long lives, and humanity gets spread out across the galaxy, doesn't really necessarily run into aliens, and humans take many, many different forms. They change the forms, their shapes, their bodies a lot until the, basically it's like running into aliens because this is a book that takes place, and the series takes place over millions of years. 
You know, there could be you encounter some species that has like eight pairs of arms. And meanwhile, they they were born from humans, but they decided they needed more arms. Well, you have entire species that are just based upon the clone of one person. What? Okay, who just becomes become a civilization onto themselves, and they have like these meetups every hundred thousand years in some place, or they longer. Meetups, they all tweet about it. Yeah, They're I mean, it like, takes a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, father. so basically, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they they it, it's ba- a civilization, a space-faring civilization. So I thought, I said, wow, a story that takes place over that kind of time scale, that's interesting to me. And you find out what is the most important commodity they have, and it's information. And so when you go from one world to another, you carry with you on your spaceship information you took from someplace else. And if you're the first one there in 30,000 years with that information, you can trade on that and get information and materials and stuff in exchange. So that's what I'm reading right now. By reading, of course, we mean listening to. And uh, uh, very, very fascinated by it. I just, I've been so tired and I haven't been able to listen to as much as I like, but I just I loved that premise. I go, wow, that's that's cool. That's a person who's really thought through sci-fi and gotten past the cliches and said, well, what if we never get it? Like, and, and you, as you said, and I kind of suspect we're never going to have faster than light travel or, you know, maybe, maybe far, far from now, our, our post-galactic civilization will be able to punch little wormholes in space and tie things together or we'll create right, some that, new form of space. The, the, the Hamilton solution, right? Is Well, uh, yeah, there's that. It depends on which series, because like in the, I mean, there's um, uh, wormholes play. uh, (laughs) Yeah, wormholes in in the series I'm reading. Okay, but Pandora's store. That's like. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the basis like, of the like, world. Uh, yeah, for those of you who haven't read Pandora's Star, like like the existence of wormholes short circuits any interest in starships. Like there is yeah. no starships because like well screw it, we'll just make a wormhole. Yeah, it's it's a neat, it's a very neat premise in that because that's what Hamilton said. Well, if if we just all of a sudden could dial a few switches and spend a ton of money and open up a gateway on Mars, then we're not going to even bother building spaceships, orbital space stations and stuff. And and we're and it kind of handicaps us in some ways, which is kind of a cool way to think about it. All right. So Justin, before you tell us what you're reading, I'm curious. I, I'm gonna go ahead and place my bet right now, but I'm gonna bet it's something you're listening to and not something you're actually reading. Who reads? See <laughs> this is like this is the future, man. We live in a post word society. Listen, bro. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, reading is so stupid with your dumb eyes just going back and forth. Like, you're like, come on. Like, you're some sort of cat clock. Let's be, let's, let's. Some kind of here? mind typewriter. Come on, what yeah. are you? I mean, come on. Uh, no, of course, I'm listening to stuff because I am a very, very, very happy subscriber to audible.com. Hey, hold uh, on, hold on. They're not sponsoring us just yet, all right? You want to dial do, that do, back a bit? Are, are they sponsoring one of your your show? Are they doing a uh well yes. Yeah. 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 Throw out that audible. Really? Yeah. But do you, do you have yeah. one? Yeah. Do you of course. Have, do you, you don't have one for scam school, do you? No, no, no. No, no. Let's do the NSFW one. Yeah, do it. Yeah. audiblepodcastcom slash nsfw And uh yeah, you can get two free, free audiobooks. Uh one free audiobook with the gold plan, two free audiobooks with the platinum plan. Mm-hmm. Or 400 free audiobooks with the unobtainium plan. It's not 400 course, billion. Well, oh, no, that's how many books did you get per month. Oh, you just get 400 okay, free right good. there. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to say, listen, I'm not getting a single dime of any of what they just said. Okay. Neither are Strong. we, strangely enough. Go ahead. Uh, weird how that works. <laughs> but, uh, but totally, if you guys don't have Audible, it is really an amazing experience. Just 
And the beautiful thing about it is you your credits build up. So if you don't use them, you'll go through periods where, yeah, I don't have time to listen to a book. And then you'll go through times where you want to listen to stuff because you're traveling. They're there. They're waiting for you. Yeah, it, it, is, it, it is joy delayed. It is never joy wasted. Yeah. You know, like if you if you go, like I recently went like a few months without downloading a bunch of books. And then you just get to go there and go on a delightful shopping spree of like six, seven books. It's so yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, so. Periodically, I, I really, uh, you know, because I hang out with guys like Brian and Andrew, and I feel really, really uh, inadequate in my sci-fi pedigree, and I feel the need to listen to sci-fi books that everybody else read when they were 11, because uh, they're way cooler than I am. And one of those is Isaac Asimov's The Foundation Trilogy, for which I finished the first book tonight, and I really, 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 really like that, especially for a book. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, and I had the same kind of experience with Stranger in a Strange Land when I, I listened to that. You know, you, you get through the book and then you hear the copyright date and you're like, wow, this is way cooler. You know, now that I know when this was actually put out, you know, when, when at the end of this book, it's like copyright 1951. And I'm like, whoa, like nine years before Mad Men takes place. Like this, <laughs> this is like, you know, the, the kind of stuff that, you know, is, is can, getting put out there. Can, and can I confess something, Justin? I have What's never that? read the Foundation trilogy. Boo! Oh, boo Sean this the man. loser. Sean the loser. I did. Uh, I I did read Caves of Steel, which I don't think is from that series. Is it? Mm, no. I well, don't. no. In the in the later on, when Asimov tried to tie in. Oh, that's right. That's right. He had like two independent series that eventually all folded into the same thing. Right. Yeah. No foundation. Justin, go ahead and and give him the. So, yeah, the idea, the idea of foundation is that, uh, you know, we have we have broken down uh, psychology to a mathematical science. No, no. I mean, just back set up, give a little bit of world building here just so they understand when and where it takes place. Yeah. Well, there's a. Next Thursday know. in the warehouse yeah. is where it happens. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's, I don't know. That's where I would start the world. I mean, if you have a, a clearer way of describing it, then you should probably say it. Well, I mean, you understand this is, it's, it's a, it's a far, 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 far future where yes. some of the other Asimov stuff was hundreds of years from now. This is tens of thousands of years from now. There's a galactic empire with, you know, basically we've gone back to having empires and stuff, but it's in a vastly, vastly far, far future. We've got, there are millions of planets, millions of worlds out there. Yeah. And like then, to, to, to the point where there is, you know, the, the, the contact that we have with some other, the most far flung point of earth is infinitely more connected than the galactic empire is. I mean, there are elements that no one ever hears. I mean, you know, sub empires as, yeah. as the book goes on yeah. can just exist without anybody knowing. It. It's so, like the Romans taking over the world, but having even less control or knowing fully what's going on there. Cause it's just so damn big. So, um, I mean, the, the book is basically based, you know, it, it, Begins with this great, you know, the, uh, you know, psychology has been broken down to a mathematical science, and uh, this one brilliant man has charted out the next five hundred years of history when he predicts, you know, basically a coming dark age when the galactic empire will fall, and that begins your story. That uh, is is extremely well written and something that is you know that something is compelling. And that you are hooked into narratives beyond just the characters 
when you can really, really, really fall in love with characters and then, you know, next page or, you know, in the case of the audiobook, you know, uh, you know, the the sentence ends. And by the way, everyone that you just for the last couple hours, audiobook wise, falling in love with are dead for like hundreds of years. Oh my God. This would be such a great theme for an upcoming weird things because it's like uh, what you just said reminded me so much of a canticle for Leibowitz uh, mm-hmm. and some other post nuclear works. Uh, I, I don't want to get into them now because I know we're out of time, but it's like all of a sudden now I'm crazy. I've got post apocalyptia fever, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. What's, uh, what's, 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 uh, side note is, uh, if if you've read Dune and then you read Foundation and then you watch a little movie called Star Wars, you're like, I know how Lucas spent the 60s and 70s. Wow, <laughs> I know what he was reading. the uh, the 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 central world of uh, in found in uh, Foundation, I believe, is Terminus. Is yeah. Yeah. it's Coruscant? It's absolutely what Coruscant is. So take yeah. that, Coruscant. Yeah, boring. But yeah, so Foundation, it's available on Audible, uh, audiblepodcast.com slash NSFW, and then, you know, hopefully we'll get our own code. We'll do it for here for Weird Things. Or, uh, you know, head over to weirdthings.com, and I always put up all the links to the Amazon stuff, uh, you know, that we talk about here. And also, before we we leave, I do want to recommend one more thing, and that is the series uh, Party Down, uh, for which, if you've listened to Andrew rail against sci-fi, then you will very much uh, understand fantasy, fantasy. And, and love. Oh yeah. You, you rail against well, and, and other kinds of sci-fi, lazy sci-fi, yeah. not hard sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you will appreciate the Roman character. Uh, side note, just to give things some context for the, the foundation series, it's, it's not actually a trilogy. It was intended as a trilogy and then it kept getting added onto and onto. And Asimov has a series. It's called the empire, which is about just the first galactic empire. And then the second empire and what happens from there. So that's, that's where it happened. And then, he wrote three, then he wrote more, and then some other writers came in. Greg Bear, David Brin, uh, Benford wrote in the three B, so to speak, wrote uh, stories that take place. And they're actually pretty good. There's a lot of really, really bad uh, stuff written for other great classic sci-fi series. Well, you know, it, it seems like a universe, having read the first one, that is that is built for that kind of add-on, just because mm-hmm. even, you know, Asimov himself is like, all right, I'm going to tell this story. Anyway, uh, you know, however many years later when everybody's dead, this other stuff happened. Well, and, and the reason he did it, too, is he based it. I mean, he basically almost, you know, very, very heavily on the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. Of the actual oh, really? book, The book, yeah. He, he basically took, said, you know what, this, this history of the Roman Empire would make great sci-fi, and he just... Which which yeah. also, and and again, you know, I don't want to get sidetracked, but they did very well with A Canticle for Leibowitz uh, in tying it to, uh, you know... Uh, I guess, religious institutions that have survived the rise and fall of many empires during their time. Boom. So uh, true facts about how inspirational the Foundation series is. This is something that I knew before and something I did not know until I just wikied it. Um, Remember the Japanese subway attacks when there was the cult that tried to basically kill a bunch of people in the Japanese subways with the, the, the gas. The Amshiru? Um, Amshiru um, rule. Cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. That was like in the 90s, right? The, sa- yeah. the sarin gas, right? Yep, yep. Um, which, it's, there's a great book called The Cult at the End of the World which goes into that. And you understand how how problematic it is to try and make those kind of weapons. But 
and they had engineers and really smart disillusioned people, very, very heavily based and inspired by foundation. Very, very based. Very, very inspired by foundation. Okay? Would you want to still be alive to find out that that's what you inspired, or would you rather be dead by then? Gets better. Gets better. Okay. There is speculation that a certain Islamic radical terrorist was influenced by the novels and named an organization in which he was involved with a version of foundation in Arabic, which would be called Al-Qaeda. No. <laughs> yes. Okay, huh. so uh, in this week's agenda, which, which also, by the way, like you know, uh, obviously, listen, these are all horrible people that you know have tried to murder, uh, you know, tens of of thousands collectively. But well, way to misread the book. That was like the whole theme, and I don't want to get into it, but you know, that, that really not, you know, the 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 characters who make the best decisions do not make those decisions. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're referring to the Richard, the Lionhearted syndrome, right? Where it's just like, you know, Hey man, I'm just basing this all on a little book. I wrote read. Yeah. Maybe total speculation, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, remember when they went broke into Saddam Hussein's palaces and they found the stuff that looked like just really bad Boris Vallejo, <laughs> you know, sci-fi art. Oh Yeah. Um, uh, these uh, these books can inspire people for greatness. And uh, so, know. if you'd like to learn more about the people and places talked about in this episode of Weird Things, head on I over just to imagine the I just imagine Bin Laden's in the cave and he's listening to this. Like, no, you are misinterpreting Foundation, <laughs> dude. Would that not be the greatest moment in your life when you find <laughs> out when you get like an angry email from Osama Bin Laden? <laughs> My name is Osama Bin Laden. By the way, I love Audible. Thank you for recommending it. <laughs> Screw my stupid eyes. <laughs> well, so there's a whole, I just found a whole article in, from The Guardian on books just going into how uh, he may have been inspired by it. And, uh, and maybe Dune, too. I mean. <laughs> oh, dude, half of Dune is in Arabic anyway, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, not literally, but it feels like it. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, li- I mean, almost literally. Like uh, the the foreign language. Oh yeah, the did, words. Yeah, you're yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. No, you're, you're absolutely. Arabic. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. I mean, I thought you were like, yeah. I mean, you have to, you know, pull out a dictionary. Or no, no, no. But 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 think about and and real. Quick, oh yeah, yeah. On the Dune thing, it's like uh, like you've got this area that's all a desert, and there's this substance that's extracted from the desert. Oh, that- Herbert Herbert has come out and said it's oil. Okay, good. I'm glad. No, yeah, yeah. You're, you're uh, not. A- I had the the delicious experience of of thinking that I had discovered that for myself, and I'm I'm glad to hear that it was at least acknowledged or confirmed in another source. Yeah, Herbert. Herbert has like a quote. Yes, of course, it's oil. <laughs> hey, dummies. <laughs> good. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, this has been a very interesting discussion. Where normally we kind of uh, go from the unreal to the real, and we kind of went in the reverse from very real things to talking about speculation, and it's been a very, very fun trip, for us at least. And uh, Yeah, I uh, for one have to thank our active listeners for actually, you know, setting us up here, because I don't think any of this was what we planned to talk about, but I think we had a really good discussion as a result. Yeah, for those of you who stuck around. I concur. (laughs) So thank you for joining us. It's been weird. Until next time. Boom. I'm going to try see if I can shoot a third batch of lasers from my eyes. <laughs> In the same long as, it, long as it's from your eyes.
suggestion or scenario for the next Weird Things podcast, email weirdthingsmail at gmail.com. Thank <laughs> you.